The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Have you ever been the victim of or a witness to antisocial behaviour on our public transport? Well, Charlie Taylor is the technology innovation editor with the Business Post, but he wrote as well in this weekend about his own personal experience of being the victim of antisocial behaviour on the Lewis. Charlie, thank you very much for joining us here on The Last Word. Tell us about your experience, please. Yeah, hi Matt, how are you doing? I was um, I jumped on the Lewis last Sunday, I was just coming up uh, back from Wicklow, and so I jumped on at Taller, it was a beautiful sunny Sunday morning, I was thinking how lovely the day had been the night before, so in a, in a very mellow mood, and just, just as we were heading off, um, I felt something hit the back of my head, and, and it wasn't something particularly heavy, but I turned around and, and there were three lads behind me, you know, who had obviously thrown something at me, so I just turned around and, went, and did the whole sort of like, lads, what the hell kind of thing, you know? And it went, you know, and I was about ready to turn around and carry on and kind of like, you know, leave it out, let, you know, and then just carry on. Uh, but anyway, one of them immediately reared up, jumped up, fist ready, telling me he was going to kick the bleeding head off me. And I was like, whoa, as you can imagine. Um, you know, it carried on from there. He was extremely aggressive to, to, to the point where his friends even looked kind of embarrassed looking at him, you know. But uh, I was there and I was like thinking, this guy is going to kick the head out of me and I don't know what to do in this situation. You know, I'm like five foot six. I'm in my early 50s. I'm, you know, I'm no gung-ho fighter. So I was like, I don't know what to do. I knew there was some sort of Lewis emergency number you can text if there's an issue. So I started to look around for that. Couldn't find it. Um, the man, the, the guy kind of calmed down a little bit. So I sort of started looking at my phone, trying to see if I could find it. I found a number, but at the same time, he was, if I looked anywhere other than straight ahead, I was being called a pedo by him and being accused of trying to take pictures and just thought, this guy's going to box the head of me any minute. So I'm trying to find the number. Can't, you know, have to look online because there's nothing in the carriage to tell me what the number is. I find the number, I, I, I do send a message to it, but, you know, it, in, in the process, there's like four or five steps. So in a kind of, I'm in a panic with all of this. So I just send the number off and hope that that's done it. Now, in the meantime, you know, at this point, the, the Lewis is pretty quiet. There's no security around. And I'm thinking, God, you know, what happens with this guy? If I get off at the next stop, will him and his mates get off and I'm even more vulnerable? So I just kind of hang on. The, the abuse is still starting up. Every now and then he rears up again, and I just think now he's going to hit me. Um, anyway, at, at a further stop along the line, a load of people get on because the guard's on. So, the, you know, eventually, like, suddenly the, the Lewis is packed. But anyway, this carries on where he keeps every now and then. That kind of calms him down for a second. Then he jumps up again, and I think he's going to deck me. And if he's continuing this verbal abuse, the uh, Europedo, all of this stuff, and I just think, my God, I'm going to get my head kicked in. And there's a whole bunch of people here. No one seems to be looking at what's going on. Yeah, that's the interesting thing, Charlie, yeah. is that, which me seems to have been as upsetting for you, is that nobody spoke up in your defence. That if a number of people perhaps had said, stop that to him, and mm-hmm. he realised there was a number of people sort of reconfronting him, that he might have stopped it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. In the end, I was so afraid... And so, so I was kind of in shock because I was really, I started tweeting about it as much as I'm like, I don't know what's, what's going on. Am I imagining this is happening that this guy just looks ready. He, he, he looks as though he's dark, desperate to kick me in the head. And I'm doing this and there's a whole pack full of loose and not one, not one person is looking my way. They won't even, you know, if, they, if I try and make eye contact with them, they look away. So in the end, I end up standing up and saying to people, what, can people not see what's going on here? Can someone help me? You know, I'm really afraid. 
and people and I was actually told to shut up by a few people. Sorry, hold on. You, so you're yeah. you're in, you're getting <laughs> abused by this yeah. teenage lout who's yeah. shouting yeah. all sorts of obscenities and falsehoods at you, and yeah. you make an appeal to the carriage, and you're the one who's told shut up. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was kind of in shock because you're like, no way, you know. And of course, the lads were his two mates, so I don't know if they're going to jump in if something kicks off. And you know, and I'm looking kind of going, I totally understand where people are at in this situation. I wouldn't want to intervene in a similar scenario, but at the same time, you can't just do nothing. You know, I really did think this was going to happen in the end because I made such a fuss, and then everyone did start looking, but still didn't intervene. And the, the, the lads kind of scarfed off at the next stop, you know. And then a few people turned around to me and said, look, we had your back, you know. And I was like, there's no way these people have. At what point would they have intervened? When the first fists came flying, uh, when the lads have scarfed off, would they then come to rescue me? You know, I just had a sense of like, I am totally on my own here. And I've, I've heard of incidents before, you know, you hear, I don't know, the metro in New York of people getting, you know, beaten up or raped or, you know, horrendous stuff happened in a packed carriage. You kind of go, no way, that could never happen. Surely people would intervene. But this was like an, a total example of that. I was very lucky in the end. I didn't get injured. But like a total uh, episode where I was very lucky that nothing happened. You know, and there was no one there that looked as though they were going to come to my rescue and I don't believe they would have done. And how and, long did it take yeah. you to get over this? Because I can sort of imagine that you're probably there, your heart is probably racing, mm-hmm. you're completely upset. How long did it take you to actually to calm after it? It, it actually wasn't too bad more because there was a surreal thing that I, I was going to pick up my daughter uh, and, uh, and I'd promised to take her to the zoo. You know, she's only six years old and so I didn't want to upset her by, you know, by seeing, by her seeing me in distress. So, you know, I managed to, you know, I had time to get get and grab a coffee afterwards and then just kind of, you know, calm down a bit later, you know, and kind of go, okay, I'm all, all right before I picked her up. And then, you know, within an hour on that Zoom looking at giraffes and whatever, so that helps. But I mean, I suppose the thing that did stay with me afterwards, I mean, not only what did I hear then about a, a young lad getting attacked at another Lewis stop later in, in critical condition after it, and you just kind of go, did everyone stand around and watch that? I suppose afterwards, the thing that left that stayed with me was the thing of why did no one intervene? You know what I mean? You know, and everyone, I, 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 I was on Twitter about this and a few people said, oh, you know, I'm a parent. I don't want to leave my wife a widow or, you know, you know, this kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm also a parent. I also want to go home to my child and all the rest, you know. Um, I, I kind of talked to a few people afterwards and, you know, I've heard of the thing called bystanders envy, I think it is, where people kind of wait for someone else to intervene and so no one intervenes. And I think there was a bit of that. But, you know, and, I, and as I say, I can totally appreciate that. You know, people are scared to get involved. What if these lads had knives or whatever? But there are, you know, steps you can take. I, I was reading the piece and it's about being an upstander rather than a bystander. So if something like this happens, well, you might kind of go, are you okay? Do you need someone to make a call? You know, just just some sort of visible support so that it feels as though you're not alone. If, if, if you're in a whole packed Lewis and you've got three big lads who turn around and kind of go, what the hell's going on here? You know, that in itself may be something that would stop people in their, in their tracks without, you know, any risk of them getting beat up or getting drawn into something themselves. 
Okay, a listener comments the last word, 87 102 Caroline says, I witnessed antisocial behaviour on Lewis by what looked like a very respectable man who decided to rant racial slurs at two women. I intervened and he did stop and he got off at the next stop, but not before threatening me. And it was then that the other passengers were supportive of me, but it was too little, too late. Another one says, my uh, 76-year-old man was attacked by a father when my dad asked his son, that man's son, to take his feet off the seat so he could sit down. The child obliged, but the father who had sat over at the other side of the Lewis seats didn't like that my dad had asked to use the seat. While the child, who was about 12, obliged and gave the seat to my dad, as soon as his father confronted my dad, he started shouting that my dad hit him with his walking aid. The Lewis said thanks for reporting it and we endeavour to make our journey a more pleasurable experience. But what about people not having the common manners to give up their seat for a man who clearly required it? Society has taken such a downturn, it's disgusting and my parents no longer use the Lewis. Would you use the Lewis after your experience, given that this wasn't something that happened with drunks late at night? This was before midday on a Sunday morning. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like to keep things in perspective. I mean, you can probably hear from the accent that I'm from England originally, but I'm living in Ireland over 30 years. I'm a regular user of the Lewis. I've never had anything, you know, there's, there's always been times the Lewis can be sketchy, particularly the red line, but I've never had an incident of the magnitude of this. So I do like to keep it in perspective and kind of go, you know, Dublin has, is generally a safe place in in most regards you know i mean i would definitely be more wary of using it at night now i think because you know i mean definitely there's probably more time when you are aware of something more likely to kick off you know and in that instance where i kind of go you know bike bus or lewis you know the lewis Lewis is going to come last i think i think you know as part of this what i think is I, i thought it was kind of disappointing i suppose the lack of information from the lewis you know i mean if you go to other cities you see across carriages, it's like, here's what to do in an emergency. Really quick, simple steps that people can do. You know, I think that would be a great help if there was, there was more of that sort of signage around. I think also, you know, that there is a sort of education campaign of like, what can people do to, to intervene without kind of hurting themselves? I think those are all steps that would really help people feel safer. You know, I mean, I saw someone say, you know, at a time where we're trying to pour more money and get more people to use public transport, People are only going to want to do that if they're obviously, you know, public transport works well and if it's safe. Thank you very much, Charlie Taylor of the Business Post. Listener says he can't naturally expect that random strangers will just automatically come to his rescue. It doesn't really work like that. Some people will intervene, but the majority of people just won't. That's their human nature. Is it? 0874100102. Is not society all about been looking after each other, even if you don't know people, when they are being intimidated or when they're being attacked or whether they're the victims of somebody doing something that's clearly wrong? Other listeners saying, well, why would you get involved when these people might attack you or maybe they'd pull a knife and stab you? But is that what you do? Do you stand back and not intervene? The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.